Hello and welcome to Beyond Radio Podcasts. This is an episode in our series The Veteran Story, produced in conjunction with Morecambe Football Club Community Sports and the First Light Trust. In this series, local veterans recount their experiences of serving in the armed forces and life since leaving. The views expressed here are of the individual contributor. This is The Veteran Story. My name is Paul Ward and I'm from Morecambe. I served in the Royal Army Medical Corps. I was a combat medical technician. So I was in the services for 10 years. Um, I was a Lance Corporal on leaving. The reason why I decided to join the military, I wanted to join when I was 15. So me and my brother was always competitive and my brother uh, was in the army. So I obviously wanted to join the army to beat him. But when it came to the medical, I failed on asthma. I wasn't clear of asthma for four years. I think I was six months out. Yeah, they went down a bit of a bit of a dark path and decided to join again when I was 21 after numerous different types of jobs, circus and musician and stuff like that. Um, I actually wanted to join as a, a part of the Corps of Army Music, but I was too rough around the edges for that. When I went for the audition, it was all... I was more of a, a rock musician, um, the strictly electric rock music and stuff like that. I was never classically trained, and so when it came to the audition, the pieces I was playing was definitely not what they was looking for. And it was either join the Royal Army Medical Corps or the Royal Logistics Corps, and yeah, definitely didn't want to be RLC. So uh, yeah, RMC it was. My immediate family, they were all made up, all happy. My like I said, my brother was in the army, and my grand was in the army. Um, my brother actually, um, we had a discussion about it before I went for the interview. Um, he didn't know I was going for the interview. He, he, he actually said to me, like, if you join the army, I'll eat my words. Like, he was like, you'll never do it, but if you do, I'll eat my words. So I went through all the, the interview process and, and all that, um, got accepted. And so I invited my, mum around, my brother around to my mum's house for, for tea. And I sat him down and I printed off a piece of paper. Say if you if you manage if you do it I'll eat my words, and I put it on on a plate for him with a knife and fork and fair play to him he sat and he ate the full bit of paper, so he was yeah he was he was made up he was really proud um, we get following in his footsteps sort of thing so I was going down a very dark path I had no sense of direction in my life no nothing and um, for me it was the right decision massively the right decision yeah before I joined I think quite a lot of people when they when they're younger they have that sort of portrayal of the army, it's men, it's, it's a man's army. And so when I first turned up to my first unit and realised I was serving alongside women, it was it was an eye-opener, but to be fair, some of the women I served with are a lot better than some of the men I served with. And yeah, like I say, absolutely great, great bunch of people. Men and women serving side by side, cause absolutely fantastic, yeah. So my first posting was to Germany. I, I was posted to Germany initially for three years so I was posted to Bergen um, it was really good it was really good um, so good in fact I decided to extend my posting so I ended up doing six years in Germany so I did three years in Bergen and three years in Paderborn Paderborn was was brilliant because it was basically like a garrison but in Germany it was it was really good I posted from Germany to Wheaton Barracks in Blackpool alongside two two Lanks with the infantry and then from there I posted to forward barracks with uh, Freemed. I've never got to 
do sort of the Afghans, the Iraqs. But I did go to Somalia for six months. Um, I did six months in Somalia working alongside the UN on peacekeeping. Um, not not much peace was kept, but yeah, peacekeeping mission there. I did Nigeria with the infantry for four months, which was, it was sort of like a, what they call it, so going out teaching them sort of the ways of the British Army. Um, so when I wasn't out on on tour in Somalia and Nigeria and that when I was on base so you wake up in the morning um, do a little bit of PT so physical training um, get absolutely thrashed uh, run ragged and then yeah we'd spend the morning because it was an armoured regiment I was with in Germany we'd spend the mornings uh, just sort of maintaining the armoured vehicles track bashing which was a nightmare yeah just keeping the vehicles up in, in order and then in the afternoons usually sorting out the med kit sort of like getting rid of out of date stuff make sure everything's ready to go out the door that's ready to ready to treat people and i got chance to see a lot of the world a lot of stuff i would never have been able to do as, as a civilian um paid a pretty penny for it as well which was good it, it, it was always something i wanted to do and it when i was doing it i was i was glad that i was part of it I'm glad i was doing it when i was deployed in somalia um new year's day i think it was 2018 um in Mogadishu, so we was celebrating on on the beach in Mogadishu. So it was in the Indian Ocean, because it was a UN deployment. We was allowed a few drinks, so we had a few few glasses of whiskey, and then heard mortar fire coming in, um, landing about thirty meters away from us. Yeah, at that point, it was it stuck it, it proper. You're like, oh God, this is actually real. So for, throughout my career, it was never something. I, I mean, it was. The thought of like you join, you, you might lose your life. It was always there, but up until the point of that incident, it was never something I was really too phased about. Um, but at that point, I was like, "Oh God, that, I, I could actually lose my life here." But then after that, it sort of dissipated. Never really thought of it again. When I was deployed in Nigeria, um, the last sort of half of the deployment, I had a really, really bad time with my hip, and so when I came back from deployment to the UK I went to the hospital and they told me I had osteoarthritis in my hip and from there I had to have a total hip replacement which was was quite weird because at the time I was 29 years old and I was being told I'm gonna need a sort of like a a more older generation person's surgery done so yeah but from that if if, if the army would have kept me I'd always been non-deployable um because it massively increases your chances of dislocation, so they would never have taken me anywhere. Um, just sort of felt like I was no good to anymore, I was a broken part. Yeah, so medical discharge. Trying to get out of the service mentality. Um, it's it's quite weird because in the army, the way you talk to other people, you can't really do that as a civilian. And trying to find a balance between that and keeping part of yourself, but still being more PC if that makes any sense it's it yeah it's really hard finding the balance yeah for me personally money i never had any money before the army discipline and a sense of direction feeling like you belonged somewhere and that you was actually working towards something that was quite a big thing for me because i like i said before that i had no sense of direction i was here there and everywhere i don't feel like i've missed out on other things from being the before I, before I joined the army, I was a, a musician in a band. Um, that's one thing I feel like I've missed out on because when, when I joined the army, the band I was in seemed to sort of like take off. And it, watching that happen without me, it was it was it was hard. But 
I feel like I definitely made the right choice. If I had to go back in time and tell myself, give myself some advice, I don't actually know. I wouldn't change the way I served or the approach I had to the army. Probably listen more, listen to my brother's advice a bit more. Maybe not stay in Germany as long as I did. Oh, save more, save more money. Don't spend all the money that I got. Because that was, yeah, extra money for being in Germany and that just went every weekend out. <laughs> I, I'm proud to be classed as a veteran because I know I've served and I've done my part and, and on, that, on that side of it. But at the same time, it's a bit of a, a double-edged sword, especially with being such a young veteran. It is getting better, but I don't think the British public have the same approach to the veterans as other countries, say like America and Germany and things like that. They don't. It's not that they don't respect the veterans, they just don't yeah, have the same sort of respect for the veterans as other countries. And especially with being a young veteran, people don't people see veterans as the older generation. They don't see that veterans can come at younger ages and it's it's quite hard explaining to people that I am a veteran because they don't see it because I'm so young. I'm proud to be classed as a veteran because I know I've done my bit. Thank you for listening to the veteran story. You can subscribe to the podcasts and visit the Beyond Radio podcast page at www.beyondradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts to hear further veteran stories as they are released. For information on how the First Light Trust is helping local veterans, visit www.firstlighttrust.co.uk Beyond Radio